Suns. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. leader. Coming off the court, you hear it straight from a Suns player with Burns and Gambo. Brought to you by America Roofing, Arizona's number one roofer online at americaroofingco.com. For a free estimate or 10% off any roof repair, that's americaroofingco.com. Suns beat the Raptors last night, 114 to 106. The bench was a big reason why, and this guy is part of the bench was a big reason why. Seven points, three assists, three rebounds, three steals last night. We welcome back to the show. Always good to have a conversation with Ish Wainwright, who joins us on the Burns and Gambo show. Ish, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How y'all doing today? Oh, you of course you're doing great. You got the most minutes <laughs> off the bench last night. Twenty minutes, <laughs> seven points, three rebounds, three assists, three steals. You were everywhere last night. Boy, it's gotta feel good to get that much play in time. Always it's always good to get your name called and play and have coach have my trust you and believe in you and just let you play. You know, and tell you to just go. Go have fun. Go take care of business. There's, that was a good good feeling right there. Yeah, there are certain coaches, like if you don't play a certain amount of minutes in the game, you've got to do some work after the game, on the bike, or or in the weight room. Do you guys have anything like that with uh, with Monty? Uh, I believe so, yes. I still worked out this morning. I still work at 8 and 9, 30. But how about after the game? Like after the game is over? After the game, we, oh, after the game, we for sure get it in still. Um... We either lift, either lift again, or you get on the treadmill, or get on a bicycle. That's just how it is. Yeah. Now, is that for everybody, or is that just if you don't play a certain amount of minutes? Uh, really, everybody. To be honest with you, everybody gets in, gets in the weight room after the after the games. Uh, even Kale, even though when he plays forty plus minutes, he's still in the weight room after the game. That he is... really needs it. He's a little skinny, so yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Mikhail could ever put on bulk. I just don't think that he, he can go through any type of weight training program to bulk up, and it's just not going to happen, man. Nah, I gave him. He got some show. I gave him some of my shoulders, so. Jeez. He's doing pretty good with that. Hey, I, I, I want to talk about your game last night, but let's let's talk about that bank shot in the second quarter, man. You threw one up and it, it and it banked in. It was three point. It gave you guys a thirty seven thirty two lead. I mean, when you shoot a ball like that, do you, do you kind of think in your mind like, oh my god, I put too much on it, or what are you expecting? Oh, hey, the the bank is open. <laughs> yeah, it was open, but you didn't the call bank it. Is open. I didn't call it. I didn't call it in. You know, some shots. Uh, some shots you 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 like. Some shots you don't like. Um, I like good misses. To be honest with you, I don't, I'm not a big fan of bad makes. If it comes off wrong, you make it. Yes, it's a made shot, but I don't like bad makes. Not right there, like a bad make. Um, so that's <laughs> I got in this morning. I had to make some shots because I didn't like that shot right there. Yeah. But it went in. We needed it at the right time and. It went in. I said the bank is open. Ish Wainwright joining us on Arizona Sports, the sports leader. Let's let's talk about the bench play. I thought you guys did a really good job in the fourth quarter. You know, Dario hits that you know that that short jumper, and then he you know he's got the floater, and then he grabs the defensive rebound and gets the pass from Sabin. And you guys did a really good job of keeping everything at bay, keeping the game close for the starters to come back. I know you guys take a lot of pride in that when you're playing fourth quarter minutes to give the start the rest that they need so they could close that thing out at the end. Right. And that's that's one thing that Coach Mont uh preached about last year and even in the beginning of this year. Um the second group we need we have to be we have to be locked in. We have to know the scout report. We have to come in and, and add more to it. 
you know, the starters, we can put so much on starters, but it's also that second, that second, third group that have to come in and, and push the pace. And um, if we're down, uh, get the lead. If we're at, if we're, if we're tied, try to get the lead um, and just maintain, but, but, but for sure we have to change the pace of the game so that the start when it started to get back in, they can, you know, have a little comfortable lead or, you know, we have the momentum. So, that's one thing that Coach Mont preaches, and he wants us to continue to do, and that's what we're going to continue to do for sure. Is w- w- when you when you look at you've had to fight tooth and nail and claw your way to to to, to stay in the NBA and play a full year. When you look at a guy like Saban Lee, who did everything that I was asked of him with two ten day contracts, he played his butt off. Like he played extremely well, but obviously with the trade deadline coming up, they want to keep an open roster spot. You never know what's going to happen. What, do you have any conversations with him after the game last night, knowing that the contract was coming to an end? Uh, he, he, we, we talked, uh, we talked this, you know, he was in, uh, I believe he's in, he's in early this season. Uh, we talked and he did, he deserves to be in the league. He's going to be in the league. He knows he's going to be in the league. Uh, he's a great, he's a great, uh, point guard. Um, and it's crazy cause he, he fits our, he fits our culture. So, um, you never know what's going to happen. Um, he, he deserves a spot, uh, in this league. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's going to find the perfect spot uh, for him. Uh, we talked. I got his number. Uh, once he's on the, you know, you know how the basketball community is. Once a brother, always a brother. And so I'm pretty sure we'll be in contact. I know I'm going to see him soon. I know, yeah. for, I know I'll see him soon. Yeah, I think there's a chance he ends up back on this roster once the trade deadline is over. And if you've got that roster spot open, I would imagine that he'll get an opportunity. But he really did play well under those those two 10-day contracts. We've talked a lot about Mikhail and just how much he's picked his game up, you know, in the last you know couple of weeks here, especially with the scoring. He's doing it all. I, I love his ability to drive baseline under the basket and use that incredible length to flip the ball up and in because uh, not many players can do that but the three-point shot the mid-ranger from the elbow he's added a lot to his arsenal can you tell a difference in his game from the beginning of the year till now uh, you can tell it I can tell a huge difference between his <laughs> when he first got into the NBA and now um I mean like I say hey, when, when a when a player you know magnitude like book when if he goes down Somebody has to step up, and Kale has stepped up tremendously. Um, still holding the best player on the other opposite team, is also just going to get you twenty plus, twenty plus, what two or three steals, many deflections. Um, you can just see it. Uh, I think we call it Mikelbo now uh, with his elbow shot. So you know his confidence is, is his confidence is out the roof right now, and, and we love it, and we're proud of him. And that's just not me speaking. That's the, that's the whole Arizona and the whole fan base. We're we're proud of him. Mc- Coach is proud of him. So Mikelbo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to continue to do it. Mikelbo. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we call it. Mikelbo. Uh, what do you think his max the elbow what you, shot? What do you think his max bench press is right now? <laughs> Come on, uh, Come don't on. get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Kel is strong, so I'm gonna have to say probably two ten. You think two ten? I think two ten. I'm gonna see. He's as strong. He's skinny, but he's strong. So I'm gonna say two ten. All right. I'm gonna guess. Have you ever put? Have you ever put up three hundred? Yes, I have. My max is three fifteen. Three fifteen. Oh man. Yeah. That, that that was that was like that was like you know 
when I that was my old life, you know? That was old life. Yeah, I think in my old life my max was like two seventy five. But that was my old life yeah. too. You know, I don't I don't think I'd I don't think I would get near that yeah. now. But that three fifteen, I mean, that's impressive. All right, let's 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 talk uh, playoffs. You you're rooting for the Chiefs now, right? You already know I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Yeah. You already know I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Were you worried when Joe Burrow had the ball with uh, with a minute left after he completed that third and sixteen? Were you starting to get a little worried? No, I wasn't. I wasn't worried about that. I knew. I knew Pat. I knew Pat and and Travis going to take care of business. So, and that's exactly what they did. We not. We wasn't worried about it. Wow. I mean, and Mahomes takes off with that bad ankle, gets the first down, the late hit out of bounds, fifteen yards. <laughs> Those games with Kansas City have been dynamite, man. That's a good little rivalry brewing there with Kansas City and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a, that's a that's a good rival. I can't wait to to deal with that next year with Cam because I'm pretty sure we probably do another lemonade stand with that one next year. <laughs> yeah. What, <laughs> what about this matchup with the Eagles? I know Mikel's a Rams fan, even with the Philly ties. But any Eagles fa- any Eagles fans on that Suns roster? Uh, nah, no Eagle fans on the Suns roster. Not that I know of, unless somebody wants to be a band uh, jump on a bandwagon, but. Uh, I think Kel's best friend James is, is the Eagles fan, so I'm pretty. I'm already hearing from him. And so if Kel want to jump on that, then uh, we can we can we can do a little bet for sure. Yeah. Now you guys are on the road, though, right? I think you guys. You guys. Let me see. That Super Bowl is. It's not this Saturday, uh, Sunday. It's the following. You guys we'll will be, be home. You guys will be home, right? You play Indiana on Friday, uh-huh. and then you come back Saturday. You going to try to go to the game? I'm gonna try my best. I don't know how. So if anybody, if anybody has a, uh, you know, can, can help, can help me out. I would love to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, there it is. There it is. So anybody's got an extra ticket. You'll sit with anybody, right? I will sit with anybody. All right, I will they- sit with anybody. I don't care if it's in a nosebleed. I will, I want to be there. And my mom is in town. If they have, you know, if you have two tickets or you know anything, just let me know. <laughs> All right. I would love to go. There you go. It's, it's, hey, Ish, it's out there. If anybody's got two extra tickets, they can sit with you for the game. All right, my friend. You, you, but you got to, you got to buy the hot dogs and all the food and everything and the beverages. Hey, I'll buy the food. I'll buy the food. I'll buy the food. Just get me the tickets. We can get some food or whatever else. You get, you got everything covered. Yeah. Maybe even a hat and a souvenir. You got that all covered. Yeah, I got that all covered. <laughs> just, 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 let it, just get me in there. <laughs> uh, my friend, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining the program and uh, congratulations on the success you and the team are having right now. Always. Thank you so much. Anytime. All right, you got it. That is Ish Wainwright. Played a the most minutes off the bench of anybody last night. It was absolutely sensational. So the uh, Phoenix Suns, the trade deadline is coming up on February 9th. And the Toronto Raptors are not the only team that has ties with the Suns on some of the rumors. We'll talk about some of the other rumors next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. And Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, coming up at the bottom of the hour here on the Burns and Gambo Show, we will circle back to what is obviously the top story of the day, and that is that Sean Payton is going to the Denver Broncos. A first and a second in exchange for Payton and a third. Of course, it's over multiple years, but that's basically what the deal boils down to. A first-round pick, a second-round pick for Sean Payton, and a third-round pick. Uh, no words on the compensation yet for Sean Payton, how much money he's getting, how many per year, things like that. Uh, also, in 
almost the same breath, D'Amico Ryans, a candidate who turned down an opportunity to speak with the Arizona Cardinals because he was too busy focused on the 49ers playoff game. He reached an agreement with the Houston Texans. Uh, those double whammies came with about five minutes separating the two. So now it's the Cardinals and the Colts, the only two teams in the NFL looking for a head coach. And we'll speak about that and some more details kind of emerging about Sean Payton's candidacy with the Broncos and some really interesting stuff. But, Gambo, this trade deadline, and you mentioned it a second ago, um, it's coming. It's a week from Thursday. Uh, the Phoenix Suns have been linked to so many different teams, so many different players, so many different rumors. Quite frankly, it's hard to keep track of them all. So we thought we'd do kind of a roundup of some of the rumors that are out there right now, because I know you found several of them today. Some of them are interesting. Some of them are absurd. Some of them are laugh-out-loud funny. Your call. Which one do you want to start with? The, the one that kind of makes sense or the ones that we just want to laugh about for a couple of minutes? Let's go with, let's start with the ones that make sense. Let's let's start okay. with the ones that make a little bit of sense. Go ahead. Okay, th- there are two of those. You want to start with the Bulls trade or do you want to start with the Pistons trade? Let's start with the Bulls. Bulls trade. There is a report that the Chicago Bulls might be looking to trade Kobe White to the Suns for Jay Crowder. We all know who Kobe White is, teammates of Cam Johnson from North Carolina, right? That's so love, bro, that guy. Mm -hmm. That's the report, is that perhaps the Suns could be looking to trade Kobe White for Jay Crowder. Yeah, listen, we know what Kobe is. He's a decent shooting 6'3 guard. I mean, you get another guard in the rotation. He would be a, a rotation piece for you. It's a it's a fair trade. I mean, it's a fair type of trade when you're saying, okay, I'm gonna get I'm gonna give up one role player. I'm gonna get another role player. You get a little bit younger with Kobe White. I mean, he's a guy who plays you know twenty something minutes a game. He's a yep. you know, decent decent shooter. I mean, just a you know, decent shooter, not great, but decent. Um, and he's get a little bit of size at six three six four. So you get a little bit of size at the guard spot so you know it's a fair it's a fair value trade if you're if you're saying okay I'm going to give up a I'm going to give up a guy that would play you know 17 to 24 minutes a game I'm going to get back a guy that's going to play between you know that those type of minutes so you know I think that with you know here I think he's probably a 20 minute per game guy off the bench a little bit of size could help him defensively like I said a decent shooter not great but decent he shot 38% from three the month of January. So that's to me, that's a fair market value trade. Yeah, it's uh, he's shooting about 36% from three on the season. That's pretty much in line with his career averages, like you say, averaging about 21 minutes per game. And, and for, the, for the Bulls' standpoint, I'm looking at it, and they're a team that is right on the fringe of being a playoff team. In fact, if the season ends today, they're the 10th seed in the Eastern Conference, and they'd be in the play-in tournament. So perhaps they'd be looking at Jay Crowder as, the kind of playoff-tested, grizzled veteran, wing defender, uh, occasional three-point shooter that they'd be looking for to kind of push them over the edge. I mean, it's a very, kind of like in the in the West, it's a very crowded field in the East. Uh, the Bulls are 10th. They're a half game behind the Wizards, who are a half game behind Atlanta, who are two game behind the Knicks. That's basically what the, what the East play-in tournament situation looks right now. So the Bulls are right there. They've got Indiana right on their heels. They've got the Raptors like a 
game and a half. Maybe they look at Jay Crowder as a kind of piece that could change the equation so much. And for the Suns, yeah, Kobe White's, I mean, he's fine. He's certainly a better piece than those three guys we were talking about from the Milwaukee Bucks yesterday. I mean, that, that yeah, oh my me God. Is, this is a part you could use a little bit if you wanted to going forward where Jordan Awara and George Hill and Serge Ibaka was just, that was a whole lot of yuck, I thought. Yeah, that was terrible. Nawara is okay. He's $3 million bench guy. I mean, that's it. But the other two guys are dinosaurs. Like, that's a, yeah, George Hill and Serge Ibaka, they can't help you. Then the other guy, Nawara, he's just okay. Um, um, and again, it's he's cheap, so that's what you would like about him. If you're looking for a cheap, okay guy, well, he kind of fits that bill. Uh, you're probably better off with Kobe White because at least you know he can give you 20, 20 something minutes a game at a guard spot. So, but that now, now you'd have to see what the draft pick compensation is. If you get a couple of second round picks, that could tilt it towards towards being favorable because you want to use those picks for something big down the road. All right, the other pick, the, the other uh, trade rumor comes from The Athletic. Uh, Pistons proposals for Boyan Bogdanovich, Sadiq Bey, and more. One of their suggestions was a three-team trade, which would also involve the Milwaukee Bucks. It would basically, when it's all said and done, the Suns would trade out Dario, Jay Crowder, and next year's first for Boyan Bogdanovich from the Pistons. That's basically, and the Bucks would end up with Jake Crowder. The Pistons would get Dario Saric when it's all said and done. I don't know if that's going to be enough to get Boyan Bogdanovich from the Pistons because his name's been talked about a lot. That is a trade that I think a lot of Suns fans would be happy with if they could find a way to swing that. Listen, I mean, it's, we've, we've talked about Bogdanovich and the other Bogdanovich, it seems, for years. I mean, you want you know a guy who could score the basketball? That's a guy who could score the basketball. I mean, he's somebody who could put the ball, you know, in. He's a perfect complimentary guy. He does a lot of things right. You know, he's just a yep. solid all-around player that can score when you need a scorer. So for me, you know, that does make quite a bit of sense if you were able to get him. He's an older player um, and we talked about him a lot with the Jazz, like whether the Sun should go get him with the Jazz. He ended up with Detroit this year and man, he's having a, a, a really good year. He's shooting a career high from three-point range this year. He's always been a good three-point shooter, but he's killing it this year. 41.6% from three. So just having a career year, plays a lot of minutes, you know, good, I mean, not a bad defensive player either. Very willing defensive player with good size. So there's a lot to like about him. The Suns have not been interested in him in the past, and I think the contract is another reason why with that type of money, but that's a, that is a good player that can absolutely help you. Yeah, the contract. I think he's got a second year left on the deal beyond this one. I'm looking at it right now. He signed next. Okay, so it's this year. Next year for 20 million. The year after that for another 19 million. He's expensive. He signed a four-year, 73 million dollar contract. So that's what you're looking at. Next year for 20. The year after that for 19. Okay, now quickly, uh, and we'll talk more about this a little later. Here's the one that we can laugh at for just a minute. I the, the headline of this story just I 
laughed out loud when I read it when you sent it to me. A four-team trade where the Lakers, Suns, Wolves, and Hornets all win. Like, okay, I'm intrigued. I clicked. I looked. (laughs) The Suns win by trading Chris Paul and getting D'Angelo Russell. Oh, my God. What color is the sky (laughs) in your world if you think that's a win for the Suns? Please, tell me. Tell me. That was a Bleacher Report story, and I got such a kick out of it that I had to send it to you because everybody's coming up with these these type of trades. But the Suns and D'Angelo Russell, I might lose my mind if that happened and he ended up here. Um, And there's been, there was was another report about uh, just today, I think, about, you know, could the Suns be, you know, closing in on, you know, deciding that Chris Paul's not part of their future. And we've said this many times. I think I think whether Chris Paul comes back next year or not really depends on what happens in the playoffs. Does he stay healthy? Is he productive? If he is, I think he's back next year. Let's be honest. As much as, you know, we could sit here and talk about Chris missing games and Chris, you know, be getting older, he's still one of the better point guards in this league. And if you remember what it was like before Ricky Rubio, we the Suns went years and years without having a capable point guard. It was so bad. So if Chris Paul is still a, a good player and can get through the playoffs healthy and contribute, I think you bring him back. I do think you bring him back. Now, if he can stay healthy or he runs into these problems where he hits a wall again, well, then I, then I think you got to see if you can spend that money somewhere else wisely because, again, it's it's a half-guaranteed contract, so you can get out of it for about $15 bucks. When we come back, the head coaching market seems to stall out in the National Football League, and then bang, bang, Broncos and Texans find their guys in rapid-fire succession today. What does the latest rush of hires mean for the Cardinals? We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, Gambo's back there in the Auction Community Studios. I am working from home for the rest of the week. We are the Burns and Gambo Show, and we've had a very busy first hour and a half of today's Tuesday edition of the Burns and Gambo Show. A lot has happened. Uh, officially, it is not official yet, but we are all expecting the Denver Broncos at some point very soon to announce that they've hired Sean Payton to be their next head coach. Unofficially, the dream of him coming here, if it was a dream for you, that dream would appear to be over. Uh, uh, the draft pick compensation is being reported that Denver is giving up their first round pick this year, their second round pick next year. They're getting Sean Payton and they're getting the Saints third round pick next year. So a one and a two for Payton and a three spread out over a couple of years. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, who had not scheduled any kind of an interview with the Cardinals, he was supposed to have one and he canceled on him because of the 49ers Cowboys playoff game. He he ends up getting the Texans job. J.J. Watt is thrilled about that. We'll tell you about what he had to say in a couple of minutes. But now, Gambo, we kind of hit the reset button. If the Cardinals hadn't already on a coaching search, and now we wait to see what's next. Is it going to be one of the guys they're talking to this week? Is it one of the guys they've talked to previously? Do they have a second interview with one of the guys they talked previously? It, it feels like we're kind of hitting a little bit of a reset button now that we know that Sean Payton's not going to happen. Yes. And that's where you've got these new interviews coming in. And, and it, there's a chance that uh, I think I would lean this way. 
there. And I think the simple reason is you've interviewed a whole bunch of candidates. You haven't hired any of them. You even interviewed Sean Payton. You didn't hire him. You got through the weekend. You got through Monday. Now we're in Tuesday. And you've decided you want to interview yesterday. You decided you wanted to interview more candidates. And I think that it's probably, if I think the hire's probably going to come from that batch. Now, I wouldn't rule out Vance, but I think it's probably going to come from that, that batch. Now, if you go through the whole interview process, and you're like, man, none of these guys blows me away. Maybe they just keep Vance. Maybe. That's why it's hard to rule Vance out. But I would think that Lou Anarumo, somebody's going to blow him away and, and they're going to hire. The fact that we're expecting, what, at least two, maybe three new interviews coming up here, one today? I yeah. would think I would think that there's a chance that the next hire is going to come from that group. Yeah, here's here's the group of three that are new. One of them, according to reports, is happening or has happened today, uh, and that is Mike Kafka, the Giants' offensive coordinator. According to reports, was going to interview with the Cardinals today. Kafka has had traction with other teams as well. He interviewed for the Panthers' job that went to Frank Reich. He interviewed for the Texans' job that went to D'Amico Ryan's. He interviewed for the Indianapolis Colts' job, which is still open. According to reports, he's interviewing today. Lou Anarumo is the Bengals defensive coordinator. According to Albert Breer, he is traveling to Arizona today and will interview for the Cardinals job tomorrow. And then according to more reports, Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan was scheduled to meet with the Cardinals on Thursday. The Vance Joseph thing is interesting, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to bring up something that we didn't bring up during yesterday's show. We just kind of ran out of time. Over the weekend, it didn't get a ton of traction. The Cardinals did lose a couple of coaches. They lost their tight ends coach, Steve Hyden, to the Detroit Lions. They're expected to lose him. And they lost their outside linebackers coach, Charlie Bullen, to Illinois. Now, I saw those stories. You saw those stories. And I, I think we kind of had the same thought, like wondering if that meant that Vance wasn't going to get the job. Now, those might have been guys he wouldn't have wanted on his staff anyway, but seeing a couple of guys leave the staff for the Cardinals at least made me wonder if that says anything at all about Vance's potential candidacy for the Cardinals and whether it's still alive or not. Sure. Listen, all the, you know, those coaches were still under contract. You know, coordinators usually two years and then a lot of the other coaches one year. So it's not just buying out Cliff Kingsbury and paying him this, you know, seven and a half million a year, you know, you'd also have to buy out, you know, you know your coordinator and your um, your other coaches if they leave. Now, if they leave and get another job on their own, it kind of offsets it if you if they're not fired. So that's why they haven't fired any of the coaches or let any of the coaches go. They actually let the coaches back into the, the there was a time when they were out of the building. And then last week, those coaches were back in the building like they were back in the building. They hadn't been dismissed out just Cliff Kingsbury. None of the other coaches were told you can't come back, stay home. We're gonna. They haven't been fired or anything like that. So you wait to see. Some of them may see the writing on the wall and take another job, and and that then that's fine. You don't have to pay them. Um, but the others, if you end up firing them with time left on their contract, well then yeah, you have to you have to pay them just like you're paying Cliff. Yeah, and again, I don't know if there's a direct correlation. You certainly could make an argument that, okay, hypothetically, hypothetically, if Vance were going to get the gig, he might not have wanted either one of those coaches on his staff anyway. So it's it's not it doesn't necessarily mean anything as it relates to Vance. Or it could mean that the Cardinals organization is truly moving on and really hitting the reset button with their coaches and allowing them all to leave. We, we haven't seen Vance Joseph uh, scheduling interviews, get any 
interviews with any other team for any kind of coordinator positions or coaching jobs like that. So, I, I mean, I suppose that alone maybe keeps his candidacy still alive. I, I have a hard time seeing Vance Joseph being the head coach, but it's also one of those things where you said it, and it's always been in the back of my mind. Like, if you just run through these coaching interviews and you talk to upwards of 10, 11, 12 guys, you know, do do they feel like Vance Joseph is just as good, if not better, than all of them? I, I don't know, but I, I it, it almost feels like the longer this goes on, I just wonder if they do circle back to them, if they, if they just don't find anything else out there that they love. Love that makes them go, yes, absolutely, that's the guy. That's got to be our head coach. I don't know. I, I don't know if that happens or not. I, 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 I have no idea how this relates to Vance. I, I don't know how you None. can go through 10, 12 interviews and not be blown away by somebody and what their vision is for your your organization and what they think that they could do to, to make you a, a consistent winner in this league. I can't, just can't imagine you I, know, that, that that happens, you know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, Cliff I, Kingsbury I sold you at some point. You interviewed Cliff Kingsbury and you were sold on him and you hired I heard him. So, come on, he's a good quality coach. One of these guys has to be good enough to take the job. Look, I could be totally wrong. I, 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 I've misread many a putt in my day. All right, I gotta think that part of the reason for this delay was based off of Sean Payton. What was based off of? Are we in it? Are we in it? Hanging around to see if you're in it, hanging around to make sure that you're not in it, you know, like it, because if if Sean Payton didn't have a, a long line of teams beating down his door to be the next head coach, maybe the Cardinals thought they could get him for less compensation. Maybe the Cardinals thought that they could get him from the Saints without giving up what the Saints wanted. Maybe the Cardinals thought, hey, as long as we're even one foot in the Sean Payton door, we owe it to ourselves to stay. Stay there as long as we can to see if we've got a chance to get him, and that's in part for the delay. Maybe that doesn't make any sense at all, but I just keep thinking that feels like the most logical reason to delay this if you're the Cardinals. If you've got any shot at getting him, you might as well wait and see whether you can get him or not. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Um you know, when you go back and you start this process that started, what, three three weeks ago? Was it three weeks three ago? Three weeks ago. Three weeks and a day ago, yeah. Three weeks and a day ago. And, you you know, you sit here and you say, okay, we're going to be going into February and the Cardinals don't have a coach. And, like, I probably wouldn't have thought that was possible. Now, you know, at some point, right, Reich has been tied and, and Quinn has been tied and uh, Peyton has been tied. And at some point, somebody really thought well, these guys were all going to get the job. Um, but nobody's tied Aaron Glenn or Ezra Weaver or some of the other candidates to the job yet. Now they go out and they expand the net a little bit further. And uh, But uh, and there's not a rush, right? I mean, it is like there's not a rush to... Houston is probably known they were going to get D'Amico Ryans for a while now. Yep. De- Denver was probably... You know, in on Peyton, but it just it just took time to negotiate and make sure they got the right deal with with him and with uh, New Orleans. So that might have taken a, whoever was. If you want to hire anybody else, you could do it in two seconds. For Sean Payton, it probably took some days to try to work it all out with New Orleans and then with him over his compensation. Four-time Super Bowl champion and NFL legend Rob Gronkowski is bringing his Gronk Beach to Talking Stick Resort on February 11th. Gronk will bring his infamous end zone dance moves along with hip-hop star 21 Savage, Little John, and much more. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win tickets and complete event details. Could one of the top prospects in this year's NFL draft be 
too good for the Bears to say no to at number one. That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, so we steer away from the Cardinals coaching search. Only them and the Colts now looking for a coach with news that the Broncos are going with Sean Payton and that the Houston Texans have hired D'Amico Ryans to be their next head coach. And we steer kind of back into conversation about the draft because obviously part of the reason why, and I don't think I'm putting words in the Gambo's mouth, part of the reason why he's not disappointed the Cardinals didn't get Sean Payton was because of the draft pick compensation. And and Gambo, I'm I'm not putting words in your mouth at all. You did not want the Cardinals to give up excessive draft pick compensation nope. in order to get Sean Payton, no, right? I've been Big pretty, reason. Been pretty consistent with that. I mean, you do the show with me every day. Haven't I been pretty consistent that I did not want to give up this year's first or even next year's first? When, look, they might not have Kyler Murray for half the year. They're going to lose a lot, of bad, a lot of football games next year. So I didn't want to give up next year's first anyway with the possibility that that could end up being a top pick. No, you've been very consistent about that. And I've agreed with you about this year's first. I, I never would have done that. I, I was a little more open to the idea of next year's first. But let's let's talk about this year because yesterday on our show, if you missed it, we, we found this mock draft on the 33rd team website. And it was quite literally the dream scenario for the Cardinals. It, it couldn't have gone any better for them in that the Bears stayed at number one, took Jalen Carter. The Texans went quarterback at number two. Two. The it was CJ Stroud, if I remember right. The Cardinals at number three made a trade with the Colts, where the Cardinals fell only one spot back. The Cardinal or the Colts moved up to three, took Will Levis out of Kentucky, and the Cardinals basically got an extra second round pick to move down one spot in the draft to still get Will Anderson. And we talked about it yesterday. Like that's it. That's the, if you can find a way to make that happen, that's phenomenal. That's great. That's the dream. And yet, we wondered whether that could happen or not because we thought, man, are the Bears really not going to trade the number one pick? Are they really going to stay there and take a defensive player? Gambo, I found today on NFL.com, Daniel Jeremiah, who I think is a really good insider, especially when it comes to the draft. He put out his big board today. You know, not a mock draft, just kind of ranking the players, right? And I was reading the write-up that he had about Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive lineman, and he paints a damn near perfect picture of the guy. Like, just seamless. He's good at this. He's good at that. He does this well. He does that well. He was not quite as glowing about Will Anderson, even though he had Anderson as the number two player overall. And I read this and I thought, is Jalen Carter the kind of defensive prospect that might actually tempt the Bears to stay at number one yes. and resist any possible trade opportunity? Yes. Yes. I mean, a hundred percent. I think that that's you know, if if he is that great, great, you know, Bruce Smith, Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor, like if he is that elite level defensive player, it's it's hard to pay. It is it is hard to pass on that to move back. Now you got to remember the other thing too is you know now can you move to four with Indy? Okay, maybe, but you also, you know, we talked about the Cardinals at three moving down to four or where you might want to move down to. If you're at one, that's a couple extra spots. Now, how far do you want to go back? 
How far do you want to go back if you trade number one? Would you go to seven? Would you go to eight? Would you go to ten? How far back would you go to get a player you need? The Bears need defensive players. And, you know, the, 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 the Bears in that stadium, I mean, you need to build a great defense to win. So I think, in, I, I think more than anything that I think Jalen Carter is a guy that's going to be very, very hard to pass up on him for a package of draft picks, even though I understand the, the multitude of what you can get. He's a hard guy to pass on. Yeah, and, and it would be a multitude, And but I think you're right. The only team that would keep you in the top four, if you're the Bears, would be the Colts. They'd have to move up to number one to, to leapfrog over Houston sitting at number two in order to get their quarterback. And I, look, we've got three months to figure out how this is going to go down and and what it's going to mean for the Cardinals, but a lot of it does you said it yesterday, and I thought you said it very well the draft truly begins at number one this year, like there's there's, when we say that, it's like, okay, where does the intrigue in the draft begin? The intrigue in this year's NFL draft begins at number one what will the Bears do? Do they stay? Do they move out? How far do they fall? Do Do they want to fall that far that they won't be able to get one of these two guys and is, if Jalen Carter, and I'll just read some of the highlights here, um, Daniel Jeremiah writes, he's a highly disruptive player, explosive first step against the pass, understands how to work through the edges of blockers, jars opponents with his initial strike, change of direction ability a player uh, fifty to 40 to 50 pounds lighter normally possesses, pure power, firm and strong against the run. I mean, just it's like glowing, right? I mean, it's just it's like as good as it could possibly get. And I read it, and I thought, Maybe they'll, and if the Bears stay at number one, if the Bears decide that Jalen Carter is so good, that so that plays into the Cardinals' hands right there. One trade, thousand percent, yeah, one thousand percent. Because then that's one, that's a spot right there. Because now there's only one quarterback that can take him, take him before you pick. Just one quarterback can go before you pick up the Jazz. Stay. I would not be surprised if the Bears stayed with Carter. Like, he's that good, right? Especially if everything at the combine and the meetings with him, if everything goes well in his workouts, it makes a lot of sense that they would stay with him. Now, you know, we, we've talked about the multitude of picks that you can get, and it's hard, um, you know, if you're in that situation. They've got a quarterback they like. They like him. He made progress this year in, in field. So as long as you don't need a quarterback, now you've got to say, okay, what do I want? What can I get for this pick? I mean, can I get... But the other thing is, maybe a team... Maybe now, if, if none of these quarterbacks separate themselves, Stroud, Young, or Levis, if none of them separate themselves, then it's not like somebody's going up to number one because they got the next Peyton Manning, right? It'd be... You might be able to just say, okay, I'll, I'll give up less to move up to three or four or somewhere in that category. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show first, let me remind you to text us your thoughts on the FanDuel text line. It is always open for you at 620-620 when it comes to what the Cardinals should do and what's going to happen in front of them. It is that time, and boy, if we had a lot of news break during the show, stick around. The 4 o'clock reset with all of the top sports stories of the day coming up next here on Burns and Gambo.